For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Believe in Lions. I'm your host, Derek Oakry, at Derek Oakry on Twitter. Welcome right here to the Believe Podcasting Network, Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. Today, just like every day, we're talking all things Detroit Lions, and we are going to make you believe, and that's spelled B-L-E-A-V, believe in the Detroit Lions. So, What I want to do on today's episode is I want to talk about some of the hot button items. Here we are kind of in the offseason heading towards Super Bowl after the Super Bowl. You know, you got that dead period until you get to the combine and then from combine till draft time, you've got all that going and then there's going to be free agency. But the next few weeks, we kind of have a little bit of a dead period, but not here on Believe in Lions. Uh, Lots of things going on, lots of hot topics to talk about. I thought I'd get into them all today and uh, let you guys know what the heck's going on. So so let's dive right into it. Let's not mess around. Tua Tungavailoa um, to the Detroit Lions. This is is all over Detroit media. Everybody's talking about uh, what they're going to do with that number three pick. Everybody thinks either a trade down or is talking about a corner, maybe a, a big defensive player there at number three if they stay there. But there's a lot of people here, both in Detroit and nationally, that are wondering if Tua's on the board, what do you do? How do you pass on this guy? I mean, he's got the injury issues, but before that, he was the dead set player that you wanted You know, in the draft. The Detroit Lions never thought they'd be in this situation. Here they are. And talking about trading down or picking another player instead of this guy is something that a lot of fans and people are trying to figure out, you know, the logic behind. And there's been there's been tons of things swirling within the last week or so. You know, reports come out that, you know, Tua doesn't want to play in Detroit. And then all of a sudden you're hearing, you know, there's there's rumors about Matt Stafford being on the move. Some people trying to say in the media, hey, why, why don't you trade him to New England? I'm here to tell you right now, Tom Brady is going to stay a New England Patriot for his whole career. I'm pretty certain on this. So, you know, I don't know all this talk about him moving on or them looking for a quarterback. I don't see that happening. But people talking about the Lions pulling some type of trade and moving Matt Stafford. I mean, the numbers are very, very simple. Like, Matt Stafford, if he plays for the Lions next year, I think he makes around $21, $27 million on the cap, somewhere in that general range. You trade him, and that cap hit goes up to over $30-plus million. I mean, why are you going to trade a player and pay you know, anywhere from, gosh, almost like $10, $8 to $10 million more to not have that player? That makes no sense. Uh, Tua is a, is a player that I'm a little torn on him, like, you know, he's, he's got the issues. I, I, I feel with modern medicine and the way people recover that he'll probably make his way back from that injury just fine. I don't know if it'll be early on in the 20, 
2020 season or if he'll kind of redshirt and be there in 2021. But I, I don't think the health overall is a concern. My thing with Tua is just he, he's a lefty quarterback. He he can run it a bit. He can he can throw on on schedule and get the ball to people. But I don't see the amazing physical traits from the guy other than his non-physical traits, which I think he's an incredible character player. I think you're never going to have to worry about him. I think he can lead a team. I think he can rally people around him. I think he can win games based on his his will, his grit, his belief. Uh, I guess he believes uh, in his team. I believe. Um, but, but I think Tua has everything not only off the field that you want, but might just be that special leader that just finds a way to win ball games. So I think he has that going for him. I think he has a plus arm. I think he can anticipate, make all the throws, as I said previously, but he doesn't wow you with his overall arm strength. He's not going to be taller and bigger than most people. He doesn't run ultra fast, but I think he does everything really well. I think he'll be a really good pro, you know, if he goes to the right situation. But as you could tell, I don't see that situation being with the Detroit Lions. I also think that people are... You know, just sitting here talking about, oh, he doesn't want to play here. Oh, they're going to trade Matt Stafford because they want to draft Tua. You know, everybody's going crazy about this. We see tweets and, and articles every day about this here in Detroit. I think that it's as simple as early draft talk. You know, just lots of things being talked about. There's, you know, 10 plus weeks till the NFL draft. Got to fill up the newspapers. Got to get people's minds turning about this, that, and the other. I think the most likely scenario to see happen is Tua has pretty good medical reports coming up to the draft. He shows out pretty well if he's able to do some, some private workouts. And I think that some team will probably be chomping at the bit to come up to number three to make sure they secure this player or the Lions will be able to find some type of trade down, be able to trade down out of number three, get multiple picks, get some different players to help their football team, and somebody's going to get Tua and he's going to be a good player whenever he steps on the field, You know, whether it be early this year, mid this year, next year. Whatever it may be, I, I do think he's the type of talent you want to get if you don't have a quarterback. And, and again, I, I I don't see Matt Stafford going anywhere. Um, Martha Ford loves Matt Stafford. He, he can make all the throws. The back injury is a concern because we just really don't know all the particulars. But it seems like all those that are in the know feel good about him. I think that what you'll see is this guy come back with a better football team around him, uh, healthy, uh, he, he can make throws similar to, to Pat Mahomes and, and uh, you know, some of these other quarterbacks that just can, can throw it all over the field. It just comes down to winning the big games as well as, you know, like I say, having those those other people that can make plays, having a defense that can stand up and, and be stout and help him as well. So long and short, this hot, first hot take, I don't see Tua in Detroit. I don't see Matt Stafford going anywhere. I do see the Detroit Lions being able to finally do what we the fans have wanted for a while, which is trade out of their pick to obtain more picks and to absolutely, you know, obtain a bunch of good football players in the 2020 NFL draft. And I do think Tua will be a very good NFL pro. I do think he will be healthy off the injury. So there's my first hot take, the first big thing that's going to Detroit. Um, I'll get, uh, I want to talk Richard Sherman. When we come back. 
All right, everybody. So hot take number two is the comments from Richard Sherman talking about, you know, oh, I didn't want to go to Detroit. I don't want to work like that. I want to have fun. Uh, you know, whatever else he said. You know, to me, it's just, uh, it's hindsight's 2020. You know, Richard Sherman's talking all this noise. Matt Pat wasn't even in Detroit, you know, at the time when he started, you know, when he was a f- available free agent. Bob Quinn did have interest. I remember when he came on the market, you know, we obviously need a, another corner. And he came available. He was going to visit Detroit. He did a couple other visits. He signed with the 49ers. And good for him. You know, uh, you know, wherever you want to sign, no big deal. He, he says now that Bob Quinn just offered him $20 million over the phone to, to come sign. I mean, I think Bob Quinn is pretty aggressive when he sees a player he thinks he wants. He's not afraid to go offer him, but I, I don't know that, you know, money was just laid down like that without meeting with the player, without, you know, getting him in for a physical. I know he had some injury issues and things at that point. So, you know, Bob Quinn may have said, you know, this is kind of what we're thinking and we're willing to really offer you good money as a good football player to come to Detroit. You do have to sometimes not only overpay, but show players that their value to be able to get them to come here. But like I say, I think, you know, I, I heard some reports this week that Darius Slay thought, you, you know, he loves Richard Sherman. He he would have loved to play with him. He also is probably one of the players that talked a bunch of noise later on when he when he worked out with him after year one or into year two of Matt Pat said, oh, man, this guy's running us. He, he makes us do all this hard work at practice. He's a hard ass on us. He doesn't let us get away with all this stuff. He wants us to, you know, do X, Y, and Z to try to be a winning organization. I'm sure Slay, as good of a guy he is, as good of a player as he is, he, he, t- he speaks his mind. I'm sure he's been complaining a little bit behind the scenes about all this work and all the seriousness that Matt Pat brings to the table from a head coach perspective. And, uh, yeah, I I got no issues with it. Like, I think Matt Pat's had two years to build what he wants to build in Detroit. It's becoming really clear to me that when Matt Patricia came to Detroit and looked around, yeah, okay, they had come off a couple what, nine and seven seasons with, with Jim Caldwell, but he looked around. He didn't like the infrastructure. He didn't like the weight room. He didn't like what they were doing from a you know, health perspective for their players. He didn't like the facilities. He didn't like the practice fields. He didn't like some of the practice habits. He didn't like a lot of things that were going on in Detroit. So he spent a year and a half or so now flipping those over. He's also dealt with roster turnover. He's also dealt with injuries. So, yeah, I think he's cracked the whip a lot and to get where he wants to get now as an organization. What he envisions and what he thinks will wing long term. A lot of people here in Detroit uh, do not believe in what he's doing. I believe. But I do believe. I think that uh, you will see the fruits of this labor. You just have not seen it yet. And, uh... Yeah, man. Richard Sherman, I mean, again, it's real easy to talk when you're in the Super Bowl, when you've come off your injury, when you've made some plays out there and been a a good player in the later parts of your career. It's easy to talk noise, but I think, you know, he could have come here and helped the team. But if he also had this type of attitude where he wants to laugh, he wants to joke, he wants to not work too hard because he wants to save his legs, this, you know, and, and the way he speaks out. Yeah, it, it probably wouldn't have worked here. You know, it wouldn't have worked. So good for both sides. The Lions didn't pay him the money uh, and went his other direction. And he went where he went. And he's had success because, again, all the stuff I'm saying, I like Sherm a lot as a player. I think he's always been good. I do think he, since he signed with San Francisco, has been on that back nine of his career. I'm pretty surprised he's done as well as he's done. 
but I think that moving forward, he's a guy that you know only has a couple years left. The stuff he said about Detroit really takes no has no meaning with me. You know, it's just another player speaking his opinion. Never been here, never met Matt Patricia. Probably just assumes what he heard in New England and what he heard from a few disgruntled players is what's going down. And we all know that that can be very skewed, very different than the actual reality. So I'm gonna come back, and my next hot take is gonna be on. Martin Mayhew talking noise about what he would have done, what he should have done, but what he didn't do when he was general manager of the Detroit Lions. Be right back. All right, everybody. So Martin Mayhew was a guy. He was GM here with the Detroit Lions. He was assistant under Matt Millen. I mean, the, the worst years to be a Detroit Lions fan, basically right when I got, you know, started to become a Detroit Lions fan is when Matthew Millen came in and ruined our franchise and had this dope under him, Martin Mayhew. They, so why would you get rid of the worst general manager maybe in history, elevate his predecessor, his, his understudy, his assistant, and give him like five, six years here? I mean, did Martin Mayhew add a couple good players in his tenure? Sure. I mean, he added a few. I mean, it's not hard to add a few in the draft when you're always picking in the top ten. But he he missed on so many second-round picks. He missed on so many free agents. He did not build the depth of the team. He did not have, you know, top-end talent on this team. Did he come into a couple good years when Sue and... Fairly and right when he got Ziggy and we had a few offensive pieces. Yeah, we should have beat Dallas in that playoff game. But other than that, you look over his roster moves and they're just they're atrocious, you know. So word comes out, of course, you know, again, another person who did not perform here with the Detroit Lions now is kind of riding the coattails of those in San Francisco of John of Lynch and of Shanahan and He's going to want to talk now of, oh, you know, how great things are. And word comes out, you know, he does this puff piece with either M Live or one of the papers here. And he says, oh, my biggest regret is I would have wish I would have drafted Aaron Donald. Really? Are you serious? Like, first of all, like the fact that you say this, like it's some sort of epiphany or that you were, oh, man, he was... He was really the guy I wanted, but late in the game, I switched it up. No, you didn't. Martin Mayhew, like, you had your heart set on a tight end and on a couple other players in that draft. And the only reason you're saying that your biggest regret is dra- not drafting Aaron Donald is because Aaron Donald is a freaking beast, a stud. And he's a guy that could have changed this franchise. And all up to that draft process, I was like, okay, you already have Sue and Fairley, whatever. Like... Aaron Donald, had you taken him, I hate to go over this again, but it's worth saying. And Dominican Sue in his heyday, in his early years, had the type of skill set, I think, that you could have moved out more as an edge player. Same with Aaron Donald. You could have mixed these guys in off the edge as well as had beef in the middle. That would have made your defensive line ridiculous. So instead, you passed on a beast of a talent 
and didn't have the open mind to say, what if we move Sue around? What if we, what if we got him against offensive tackles more instead of just keeping him in the middle of the defense? What, what if we were able to move Aaron Donald around in inside outside? What if we were able to leave him on the in, inside because he's basically just so quick and ridiculous that we knew he could have made plays? Like I was all about Aaron Donald during that draft process, you know. But everybody wanted to take Darquez Denard and. You know, we heard all the talk about Eric Ebron leading up, and most, if not every fan, was like, no, please, we don't want a, a tight end from North Carolina. It's just everybody knew he was not he was not a meat and potatoes tough football player. He was a he was a look at me guy. He was the type of guy that could make a few plays here or there, but wasn't gonna be with he wasn't gonna give you the type of things you need as a top ten player. And as a franchise piece from the tight end position. Whereas Aaron Donald, as I said, when you're looking at top 10 type players, you're looking at foundation pieces like offensive linemen, quarterbacks, you know, defensive ends, you know, stout guys in the middle, uh, you know, linebackers that can play all three downs, corners, you know, looking at these guys that can be around for a long time and that can really be top end players and and we knew Eric Ebron wasn't it. So Martin Mayhew, I mean, get out of here with this, man. It's like going back every team that didn't draft Pat Mahomes saying, oh, my biggest regret is we didn't draft Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's so easy to say that now. I mean, I think there's audio of me running down Patrick Mahomes before that draft process saying, wow, he can throw the ball really hard and far. Good for him. You know, look at his college production. Look at the type of inconsistencies he had coming out that everybody was worried about, that he could throw it through a brick wall, but he could sometimes not hit the brick wall type of thing. So it's easy to go back and say those type of things, but you know when all said and done, he he went with what he thought was right. He listened to whoever he listened to, and don't give me this, oh, I shoulda, woulda, coulda. Oh, I also had OBJ high on my board, but I passed on him. I wish I woulda. Oh, I, I had this guy. I wish I woulda taken the... Uh, you know, the guy, the offensive guard that went to Dallas, you know, you could go back and do that every draft 25 times. I should have. I was thinking about who did you pick when your was your time to turn in the card. Same with me. Like when I make my picks now on the clock, I have all the information I have as a fan, as a draft person at home. I don't have medicals. I don't have other things. But I live with those picks. There's no going back saying, uh, even as much as I say, like, I love Darren Donald, that draft process, I tried to sell all of my friends on, and I'd love to bring Aaron Donald here if they're willing to sort of change the defense or, or move Sue around, but I don't think they are. And so what happened? In that draft, I think, uh, if I'm on record, I think I did uh, take the corner because we needed a corner at that point. So I have to live with that. I can't say yeah I would have taken Aaron Donald because I didn't but I did talk about him a lot I did really like him as a football player and wish he would have been here in Detroit as well but I didn't do it just like you didn't do it Martin Mayhew just like you didn't take a bunch of good players you could have in the early second round you missed on every single pick you took almost in the second round I mean I don't even want to go down the litany of list of players because it's such an embarrassment but you know get out of here with this revisionist history oh i wish it would have oh my time in detroit was so great oh i tried my hardest to build a winner yeah you didn't get it done and that's why martha ford had to go office by office and clean out you tom lawan and all the other people that were here because she didn't 
believe in you. I didn't believe in you. And I don't believe that you would have and thought and hoped and should have taken Aaron Donald or you should have done it. So I don't believe it. B-L-E-A-V. I believe, I believe, I believe. I don't believe it right here on the Believe Podcasting Network. So real quick, before we take a break, I just want to remind everybody, please subscribe to this podcast. We are on all the different podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, and all the other podcast platforms that you would uh, have out there and that you may have synced up to your phone there. Please just hit that subscribe button. That way these episodes will get right to you. As soon as they drop, this show drops every Monday. It'll be ready for you for your drive into work. Uh, it's always up at, uh, gosh, probably drops around 3 a.m. or so, um, 12 on, on, the, on the West Coast there. So it's ready to go. It'll be ready for your, for your drive, for your day. Um, you know, Please listen to it, subscribe, download it, listen to it at your convenience. It's really going to start heating up. I mean, before you know it, we'll be into March, and that's free agency. I'm really looking forward to talking to my guy, Paul Jackson, about all things regards to free agency. We're going to have Logan Lamarandier back on the show, talking all things Lions. And uh, I'm going to have my draft show, where I'm going to keep talking NFL draft as well. So super excited about all that and looking forward to it. So please hit that subscribe button. Also, if you want to advertise, please go to Believe.com. And uh, send them a message, contact them. They can help you with any type of sponsorship opportunities, both on this show, Believe in Lions, and all the other Believe podcasting shows. I think there's over 200, 250 plus shows that they've got going and growing. So please check them out. It's a great place to advertise uh, any of your products, any of your services. We'd love to do that for you. And uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about all the noise that's been talking about. I got some hot takes, as I already sort of hinted on on Matthew Stafford. We'll be back in one minute. So Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford has been the quarterback for the Detroit Lions since 2009, I believe he was drafted. We're going on 2020. He's been here over 10 plus years now. This guy has made tons of plays from the quarterback position. He can throw it all over the yard. He shows a lot of moxie. He's he's had like sporadic teams. Like sometimes he's had a good offense. Sometimes he's had a good defense. Sometimes he's had good wideouts. Sometimes our defensive line has really been great and helped him out. I've just never seen a really consistent good football team around him with a with a running back or two that can do some things with a defense that get after the team's quarterback, a defense that could turn the football over, you know, wideouts that he trusts and that aren't coming off the street every other week. And for as bad as the Lions record was, I feel like this last year was the closest, you know, early on in the season, the first handful of games that we saw Matt Stafford look super comfortable in an offense with a good offensive coordinator with a track record, you know, had had a good enough run game. His defense was playing good enough to get some W's. I mean, I feel like with another free agency, another draft, this would be the best type of team that Matt Stafford's ever had here in Detroit. Now, with that being said, like, I understand that he could be sitting there going, I'm sick of this. Like, as, as much as a robot as he is in the media and he just says the right thing, does the right thing, I'm sure there's time behind closed doors where he's just like, man, 
I've had enough of this. Like, I want to go to a really top end organization that's been to the deep in the playoffs recently and see if I can put them over the top. But I just don't see it happening. You know, I, I don't see him demanding to be out of Detroit if they just keep paying him. I don't see the Lions wanting to turn that, you know, card over at this point and start new at that position. Now, I really love Matt Stafford as a player, as a person, and as the quarterback of the Detroit Lions, but there is a little bit that intrigues me, a little bit that intrigues me about saying, you know, 32 with back issues for all you've done. I I wouldn't hate it if they did decide to to move on with a really top-end rookie or some type of big trade. I mean, I could see it being a turning point for this organization, but I feel like the likely scenario, and I hope the real scenario, is that he stays here, he's motivated, he's healthy. They absolutely dominate this year in free agency in the draft, and Matt Stafford gets to win multiple playoff games and possibly get the Detroit Lions to the big dance. So all this trade talk, all this stuff you hear about, oh, there's rumors that Matt Stafford may force his way out of Detroit, that he may be just ready to move on. I, I don't see it. You know, other than it makes for a good news story and that people may think, hey, this is this has been so long with this team and he just has not got over the hump that it's time. But it may also be time where the guy has from 32 to 36, three, four, five good seasons left in him with a good team around him, with a coach that knows how to win at a high level that just had to get everything straight that from 2020 to 2024, they could be a very high-flying dominant team, both on offense and defense. And I know people are going to say, how, how, how could you say such a thing? Like, how could you believe something like that? I believe. Like, I do believe it. I think I saw things last year where Matt Stafford is so such a wily vet that he was able to command the offense. He was able to make all the throws. He was able to move this team. I mean, did you see some of the throws he made against Kansas City, Philly, you know, early on in that year that just helped us win those ball games? Like, the guy was dropping dimes. I mean, he he can do it, and when he has a good team is when that moxie comes in where he feels like nobody can touch him. He, he'll run over you when he runs the football. He'll talk noise. He'll throw a ball in a keyhole. He's got all those things you look for, and I just think that people are some people are quitting on him, and some people have this unending faith too, which is where my thing says, you know, hey, after 10 years, even if I can say you didn't have the greatest team on both sides of the football, after 10 seasons, you know, you should be able to get us to the playoffs more often. You should be able to get us over the hump, at least win one playoff game by this point. And because he hasn't been able to do that, puts that seed of doubt in my head that maybe this is the best he's got. You know, maybe maybe he can throw and can say all the right things, but maybe he doesn't have the it factor that can get this team over the hump. And if Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia believe that, that, hey, this is a great guy. He's always in here working hard. He's always a team guy. He gives us everything we need, but he doesn't have that extra special thing that a Tua or a, or a new quarterback in the next year or two would have then you may have to decide to move on. But if I'm sitting here from my chair saying move on or stay, I'm saying don't believe these trade rumors. Don't believe that Matt Stafford's ever going to 
you know, cause issues in the media and say, oh, you know, I want out of here. I'm sick of this. I just want to go to Dallas or go to, you know, the Patriots or one of these other teams and, and try to win big. I think he's going to stay here. He's going to take that nice paycheck they've given him. He's going to say all the right things. He's going to show up on Sundays, work really hard, work really hard in the meeting rooms, do all the things you want your franchise quarterback to do, and hope that carry on and Kenny and Hawk can help lead him on the offensive side of the ball, as well as when he goes and puts that baseball cap on on the sideline, that Flowers and Tracy Walker and Slay for the time being, <laughs> and Deshaun Hand and Tavai in the middle. And some of these players we're going to add this offseason are going to be able to give him, again, what he has rarely had, which is ability to go out, throw the ball, score points, and then have his defense come out and crush the other team's will with turnovers, with pressure on the quarterback, with really good play. I want to see Matt Stafford win here in Detroit. I want to see him take this team where we all want them to go, which is to the playoffs, home playoff game, win a home playoff game, make a deep run, and eventually get to the, yeah, I'm going to say it, the Super Bowl. I believe the Detroit Lions will get to the Super Bowl, and they will get there with Matt Stafford at the helm under this regime of Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. You know it. You know I got to hit the button because I believe that right here on the Believe Podcasting Network. I believe, I believe, I believe. All right, so those are my first couple hot takes. I'm going to come back and finish this show out with a topic that I'm super passionate about. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Everybody, the last thing I want to talk about on a hot take is something I started the show off with. But this is something that's going to be talked about between now and the end of April when the NFL draft comes around. Will the Detroit Lions be able to trade down? If so, with who? If so, how much will they get? Or will they stick and pick at number three? So let's break this down a little bit. For Bob Quinn's career, this has been his M.O., you know, say the door is always open, say he's willing to trade, you know, on draft day, you know, it seems to be tons of scenarios where we as the fans and people out here across the uh, media and different podcasts would say, why are you not trading? You had opportunities to trade down and still get that player and you didn't do it. Why, why'd you take him? You could have waited two rounds and instead you took him. Bob Quinn's MO has been to take safe, you know, quality people, quality football players, but not guys with high ceilings, not guys that are going to be all pros, not guys that are going to wow you with their amazing talents from day one. Now, the good thing about that is I think that's built a really nice foundation for the Detroit Lions of players that are better than what we had, as well as players at certain spots that are really solid, concrete. You know, you don't have to worry about them. They're also going to always do their thing but not guys that are going to get you over the top. Whereas if Bob Quinn would start to play the board a bit more and not just say, well, if he's there, I'm taking him. Say, okay, he's there. I could take him. But this is an opportunity to slide back or to wait on that position and get that position later. I think that would really help him with his overall team building and just being able to find really top-end prospects. So I think this whole trade down comes to 
okay, Bob Quinn's going to have a few players in that top three that he likes. You know, he can stay there and pick them. I'm sure they'll be good. You take Derek Brown, Akuda, um, you know, some of these edge rushers. I'm sure they're going to help your team. But if anybody, excuse me, if anybody is coming and calling, i.e. the Dolphins, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Carolina Panthers, whoever it may be, all these teams you're going to hear about for the next couple months, you do all you can to find leverage to play those teams against each other. But Bob Quinn, you've got to trade back, man. There's too many guys in this draft from one to like, you know, second round, third round prospects that are going to help your team. Just go get some more picks. Trade down to the middle of round one and pick up multiple firsts. Go ahead and and get a lower first and take a couple seconds, a couple thirds, maybe a future first. Whatever you have to do, man trade down please i'm telling you this is the way to maximize your draft assets this is a way to do it and and this is what i'm pushing for i may have talked about this on another show but i'm gonna mention it again i i feel like the oakland raiders are that team that is in the middle of the first round they've got two first round picks they have a team that's moving to las vegas They have a GM and a coach that are a little bit unconventional, probably willing to overpay as well as willing to jump up over other teams. I think the best case scenario for the Lions on a trade down is to trade down with the Oakland Raiders. You're going to get those picks, you know, in the middle of the round. I think you can still get two premier defensive players to help your team. I also think if you're getting a pick, Um, you're probably getting those two first rounders. I think I did a mock recently where I got those two first rounders and a fifth rounder. I mean, I think the Raiders had two firsts and then, you know, a second, third, fourth, and a fifth. You know, they don't have much after that first round other than their, their normal picks, if I remember correctly. So give, give me those two first rounders, give me another fifth and and call it a day, you know, go ahead and get those, uh, Get get those two premier studs. Get it. Get another good player with your second rounder. You know, get a third. You know, get a, in third and fourth round. Start looking at best player available as well as some of the offensive positions that you need. Whether you want to impact the running back position a little bit more. Um, this draft is so ridiculous in receiver. Yeah, you could take receivers high. You could take, you know, Henry Ruggs and his speed. You could take, you know, a, a running back in that early second round. Whether it be Jonathan Taylor or you know, some of these players that will be there, but I think it's much more prudent to wait till third, fourth, fifth round for those offensive positions. You already have two picks in the fifth round. So if you get Oakland's, then you have three, the fifth round is still a money spot to get, you know, high end contributors, if not players that have lots of upside that could end up being, you know, top flight NFL players. Like the lions got AO Armani, Ori Warrior, a cornerback from Penn State in the fifth round. I mean, they've they plucked other players from the fifth round. I can't remember if uh, Deshaun Hand was a fifth or a fourth rounder, but he was there as well where they were able to trade up and go get a guy like that that I think will be a really productive NFL pro for a long time. So that that's my hope is trade down regardless, but if you can load up on second and third rounders, to me that's where the money is in the draft and people say well that's that's too far down okri that's you can't be trading back that far and getting good players when you could just take a top stud 
yeah, you can because second, third round, the contracts are nothing. Second and third round are still NFL starters with also. How many players have you seen in the third round or mid, late second round that are all pros now, that are guys that are totally outplaying their draft uh, you know, status, their draft pick selection spot? Plenty. You know, you're not paying them anything. They're great players. It, to me, I would almost always try to either move down or move out of the first round. That's what New England and Seattle have done so well is move down, move out of the first round, accumulate second, third round picks, future first round picks of teams that they know aren't going to be good. And then next thing you know, you're picking in the top five, top ten when you, you know, your team is so much better. Your team is actually picking in the 20s late 20s and you've got a top 10 top 5 pick because you made a future trade of a team that you knew didn't have what it takes to win high at the NFL level so oh, Bob Quinn trading down is such an important thing you're going to see so many articles about it there's so many people that already have the Detroit Lions trading out of number 3 and we see that every year hey the Detroit Lions could trade hey we hope they trade and they never do this is the year to do it, and this is also the year, again, to use the money that you have in free agency to re-sign people of your own, to go out and get a couple pieces here or there. I really don't think they're that far away. When I start breaking down this roster, I'm not talking about getting you know, a bunch of free agents and, and accumulating a ton, a ton of draft capital. I think, you know, I think that sweet spot is anywhere between seven and nine type draft picks. You know, plus adding, I'd say, three to five free agents that can help you at different spots, either depth or starters. And you're going to be ready to roll because there's already players that are, are ready to come into their own on this team. We've already seen that Marv, Kenny, Amendola, Hawk, Carrion, can, Stafford can more than do it on the offensive side of the football. We just need healthy Deshaun Hand, a healthy Flowers. And this defense to play the defense and to play it at a higher level than they have and be healthier than they have. They do that. There's no reason they can't compete in the NFC North as well as um, make a deep run if they add the right pieces. And that's going to be up to Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia to add those right pieces, use the money wisely, and don't be afraid to trade down in the NFL draft. I'm so sick of just sitting there sticking and picking and then to come to the podium and say, oh, yeah, we had a lot of discussions, but, you know, decided just to stay there. Like, there's so much value, and I know these teams fall in love with players and think, man, I just, I can't pass on that guy. If I pass on that guy, like, there's not a guy, you know, that's that's similar to him later. There is. There are players that are going to be similar that you can find later. You can find guys later in the draft that you didn't even think were similar that could end up being better than these players that you think you just have to take at certain positions. If you're willing to play the board, if you're willing to trade down, and if you're willing to be aggressive in the draft, you don't just have to sit there and take your selection when you come on the clock. Don't be afraid to trade picks, to move down rather than move up, to move around rather than sit there. I think it's super important. So anyway, that's what I got for you guys here on Believe in Lions. It's kind of a hot take show where the hot button items that are on everybody's mind. I know you've heard other people talk about them before. I just wanted to empty my bucket, talk some Detroit Lions and say these are my feelings on these top hot button items. We'll be back next week talking all things Lions have a really impactful show. I, I'm still trying to figure out if I'm going to have a guest, if I'm going to talk NFL draft. 
if I'm going to talk, uh, who knows? Who knows what we could be talking next week right here on Believe in Lions. But I hope you check us out. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please hit that su- subscribe button. Please share this with a friend. Please check out the Believe Podcasting Network. Tons of different shows on all type of topics that are uh, really enjoyable as well as um, impactful. And just really appreciate you supporting Believe in Lions. Again, I'm your host, Derek Oakery. Check me out on Twitter, at Derek Oakery. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. I'm always talking Lions, talking sports, having some laughs out there with the fans across the board. So please hit me up there. And please check us right here next week, right here on Believe in Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.